Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, Ryan. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. 
New York City. Panic. People running in the streets. Confused. Not sure what's going on. No. This is not September 11th, 2001. This is July 30th, 1915. You see, here's the issue that we were facing at the time. It's called World War I and what we were going to do about it. Now, before I tell you about this famous, well, an event that should be famous that somehow everybody seems to have forgotten about, I can't believe this, Let's just go into where we were. World War I breaks out. I've talked about it several times. Not going to go into it in depth today. Serbia assassinates Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Austria-Hungary says, Serbia, take that back. Give us everything we've ever wanted. Serbia says, uh, sorry, we can't do that. Austria says, screw you, we're going to war. Russia says, well, screw you, we're going to war with you then. Then Germany says, well, screw you, we're going to war with you then. And soon we have a world war. It was obviously not called World War One at the time because there was no World War II and nobody realized how grand it would be. And it was awful. Awful in so many ways. Let me just put it to you this way, as in infantrymen. It's what I was about 50 pounds ago. As an infantryman, if you were to give me the option and say, Jesse, you can be an infantryman in World War II, or World War One, I, I would take World War Two 100 times out of 100. Jesse, you can be an infantryman in Vietnam or World War One. I, I would take Vietnam 100 times out of 100. Revolutionary War, same thing. The, the type of fighting in World War One was just the worst freaking experience, in my opinion, in human history. Because of the advancements in technology and our knowledge of how to fight with them and what the human body went through, it just didn't all merge at the same time. By the end of the war it had, they finally figured out, um, you can't leave a human being under heavy shelling for months on end or he quite literally loses control of his faculties. You can see videos of it. You can YouTube videos of it to this day. World War I shell shock. You'll see people walking around in peacetime, obviously under the care of a doctor, shaking around as if they have some kind of palsy or if they're hammered. No, that, that was a formerly healthy adult who took too much artillery fire. Gas has never really been used in a major way like that since. One thing to get shot Another thing entirely to drown in your own lung fluid while your eyes burn out of your skull. It was something that uniquely terrified the people on the battlefield. Wallowing in the mud, waking up with rats on your chest. I just, it's, World War I was, if you don't know about the horrors of World War I, look into it. Men 
slowly drowning in mud over a period of days while their comrades try to pull them out and they're unable to do so. It's, it's that bad. That bad. But we as Americans, understandably so, look, everything, look at everything through the lens of Americans in America and what did we do? And you have to understand World War I was bad for us. There's no question, but it was nothing for us compared to what it was for France and Germany and Britain and Russia. We entered way late, and the reason we entered the war way late was America was different back then. From our founding, the founders were extremely vocal about this. From our founding until we got involved in World War I, yes, there were times where we'd gone overseas. Yes, there were times where we'd overstepped our, our bounds, but for the most part, the American people did not get involved in foreign conflicts, period. George Washington, go read his farewell address. They were, they were, he could not have been more specific about it. Mind your own business. We trade with everyone. We don't get involved in everyone else's wars. We are blessed to live in America. Two big oceans. We're far away from everything. We just, we do trade here. We live at peace. It's hard for us to understand because for the last hundred years, we've done things so radically opposite. Get involved everywhere, stick your nose in everything, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. Maybe you love it, but understand that what we've done for the last hundred years, that is completely opposite of what we always did throughout our history forever. And so this horrible war breaks out in Europe. And I mean, we're seeing casualty numbers. The Battle of the Somme is famous as the deadliest day in, in Britain's history. 57,000 in one day. In one day. That's all of Vietnam for us. In one day, Britain, gone. And an American today has a hard time wrapping their minds around, wait, we didn't, we didn't get involved? What? What? No. In fact... Up until what I'm about to tell you happened, nobody wanted to get involved. One, understand something. Germany of World War I was not Nazi Germany of World War II. And again, because we have to look at everything through the lens of history, it's easy to get yourself trapped in that. Ah, those stinking Nazis. There were not Nazis in World War I. Germany was just a nation. A very powerful, ambitious, driven, well-run nation with great scientific minds, discipline. The German army was a juggernaut in World War I, and no, they were not Nazis. Not at all. And so if you're screaming, why didn't America get involved earlier in World War I? Brother, there's a chance we'd have been fighting with the Germans. You realize we had a humongous, humongous German population here in the United States of America? Freshly German, as in people who don't speak English yet. It was a big deal. It was a very big deal. Oh, and that's going to come into play here in just a second. But at some point, we realize, well, I mean, it doesn't, 
doesn't hurt to sell arms. They're they're gobbling up artillery rounds. Again, this was before they really knew what to do with heavy artillery. So they would just bomb and bomb and bomb until everybody lost their minds. And they would churn through. They'd churn through a million artillery rounds like it was nothing. A million. And who was making all that stuff? Us. We were the manufacturing hub of the world. I don't care how you want to look at it. It is an undeniable fact. America's manufacturing capability is the main reason the world won World War I and World War II. Period. You just, at least back then, you it was the, the, the juggernaut. You couldn't shut it off. Wait, they can produce how much? Hitler famously asked for an analysis of America's manufacturing capability in World War II. They came back and told him America had 20 times the manufacturing capability of Germany. Hitler famously laughed and thought it was a joke. They actually undersold it. But that's not our story today. Our story is about a big explosion in New York City. Hang on. Delta Rescue has been doing it for 40 years. Let me repeat that. Delta Rescue has been saving animals for 40 years. That is somebody you can trust. You see, when I choose to give my money somewhere, a cause for something, I'll be honest. You can call me a cynic. Maybe you just call me experienced, but I worry. I worry that my money is actually not going to go where I want it to go. And let me tell you, having worked in that industry before, oftentimes that's the case. But when I see someone's been doing it for 40 years, I know that my money is going to fund the largest no-kill and care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world, and that is Delta Rescue. They've been doing it so long and so well, they made a documentary about the guy who started it, Leo Grillo. Go to DeltaRescue.org slash Jesse and get involved today. DeltaRescue.org slash Jesse. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Now, let me clarify, America was sending tons of munitions and explosives and war stuff to Britain, to France. We weren't necessarily avoiding Germany. We had sent things to Germany, but Britain set up a naval blockade of Germany. When you're Britain and you have the number one navy in the world, you use it and you slowly choke the life out of whoever you're facing. They conquered the world that way. It did it all the time. They didn't have a big land force. Never had a big land force. Okay, well, guess guess who's not getting any goods shipped in? Hope you can live on what you've got and just seal off your ports. Let me know when you're done. And they were doing this to Germany slowly and surely. So... Germany, well, they had been told, the world had been told, and this is what the world was always told, that America was neutral. 
leave us out of this. We're neutral. We're just going to sell goods to everybody. Leave us out of this. Now imagine from the German perspective, if you will, let me remind you, this is not the Nazi party. This is not the Nazi perspective. Germany, you could make a very strong argument, was in no way at fault for World War I. <laughs> from the German perspective, they're being blockaded. They're being starved. They're running out of things. At the same time, the manufacturing giant of the world is pouring bullets and artillery shells and TNT and everything else into their enemy. German soldiers on the battlefield getting blown to bits day after day with artillery shells made in American factories. Think that would bother you if you were German? Think you would take issue with that? Think you would want to do something to try to stop that? Which brings me to the beginning of our story. Germany was upset. Germany set up a diplomat, air fingers quote diplomat, in New York City, and they gave him a budget that was basically a war budget. Why did they give him that kind of a budget? Well, let's just put it this way. It wasn't to lobby Congress. They sent this man to New York City to make sure the spy game was on, the sabotage game was on. You can call it terrorism. That would be fine. I don't care what you call it, but it was on. You see, a lot of people think the sinking of the Lusitania got us into World War One. You ask the average person on the street, they'll tell you what well, was the sinking of the Lusitania. Uh, that was in May of 1915. We didn't get in after that. Do you know what happened in July, early July of 1915? Do you know that a Harvard professor, now he was a German professor, taught German at Harvard. His name was Eric Munter. I'm not going to try to pronounce that again because I'm sure I butchered it the first time. Eric Munter, well, Whether he was paid, whether this was organized or not, I have to assume it was, he took issue with the United States of America selling goods, selling munitions to Germany's enemies. And so he walked into the United States Senate. Didn't know about this, did you? Walked into the reception area of the United States Senate and set off three sticks of dynamite. Boom. He then drove to J.P. Morgan's house. Maybe you've heard of J.P. Morgan, the finance giant, the man who was really, really, really responsible for a lot of these munitions deals and the financing. Because this was a different era with different levels of conspiracy or different levels of security, I'm sorry. Ding dong rings the doorbell of J.P. Morgan's home. Don't ask me how some random dude can just roll up to the front door of J.P. Morgan. Nevertheless, he did. He rings the door. J.P. Morgan answers the door, gets a nice little good morning by being shot twice in the groin wrestles the man with two bullet holes in his groin to the ground. His butler shows up, clubs the man over the head with a big hunk of coal. 
Munter commits suicide conveniently in prison a couple weeks later. Oh, I'm not done yet. Then we have this incident with a briefcase. Which briefcase, mind you? Well, it's funny. You should bring that up. You see, there's a man. He was a German diplomat. He was not a very good one, I guess you could say. (laughs) Heinrich Albert was his name. Heinrich Albert committed one of the cardinal sins of espionage. As a German diplomat, we knew he was doing bad things on behalf of Germany and the United States of America. So we had the Secret Service following him. Keep in mind, the Secret Service was almost always tied to the Treasury. We just think of it as cool-looking dudes attached to the president these days. However, Mr. Albert decided to take virtually all of the things Germany was doing and he was doing and keep them in his briefcase beside him. And then he takes a train ride in New York City and leaves the briefcase on the train by accident. I kid you not. He was currently being tailed by a Secret Service agent. Secret Service agent cannot believe his luck, almost thinks it's a trick, grabs the briefcase at the same time he sees Albert running back because the guy is obviously panicking, thinks he forgot his briefcase, which he did. Secret Service agent takes off in a scene from the movies, gets in a car, and Albert gets in a car and says, follow that car, you have to stop him. He does not stop him. And what do we find? Well, we find a massive list of things Germany is doing in the United States of America, including forging U.S. passports. Now, why would we do that? Well, we had German agents in the country, German agents who wanted to do bad things to France and Germany from within France and Germany. And what better way to get into France and Germany at this time than with a U.S. passport? That bombing? Oh, yeah. A $1.3 million fund was actually set up in order to get the union guys on the docks to strike so they'd stop loading up all the munitions and send it over. Oh, there was more. There was a lot to it. But there was one other thing Germany had done. It should be noted, quick side note, the president at the time, Woodrow Wilson, which... This was kind of illegal, according to international law, because we weren't really at war with Germany. We weren't at war with Germany. Frankly, we weren't even allowed to take the briefcase. That's the briefcase of a diplomat with a country you're not at war with at all. That's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Wilson published published the contents of the briefcase. Now, why would Wilson publish the contents of the briefcase? Because Woodrow Woodrow Wilson wanted to get in World War I. And even after the sinking of the Lusitania, there just wasn't a huge appetite for getting involved with World War I. Until, well, there was an explosion. You see, New York Harbor is a funny thing. It it was forever. It may still, I'm sure it's close to the top still, but it was forever by a mile, the largest port in the world. If you can actually see how it's laid out, it's just laid out perfectly for international shipping. 
its location, just the, the way everything is set up there. It's made for shipping. Part of the reason New York got so big. And they were shipping a lot of ammunition and explosives out of there. And these German agents in America, they decided they were going to do something about it. Boomer Naturals. Remember that name because it's going to, well, it's going to improve your life. Shoot, it might even protect your life at this point in time. Oh, did I mention at Boomer Naturals they have face masks? No more of this sold-out stuff. No more waiting for 90 weeks while you're waiting for this big box store to deliver you yours. They have them right now at Boomer Naturals. They have a 30-day face mask. Gives you 92.2% antibacterial protection. And, this is the best part, it's none of this one-size-fits-all stuff. Have you seen one of these kids walking around with a face mask that's clearly meant for an adult? Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Go to BoomerNaturals.com. They have more than just face masks. They have many natural products that can improve your life. BoomerNaturals.com. Use the promo code JESSE20 at checkout and save 20% every time. BoomerNaturals.com, promo code JESSE20. Germany. To say they had a robust spy and sabotage network in New York City and the surrounding area would be putting it mildly. There was a huge German population there where they could hide. As you can imagine, German people at this time were getting a bit of the side eye in the United States of America anyway. And Germany, well, they found their little honey hole, didn't they? It was called... Black Tom Island. I actually don't know if they're still calling it that this day. It was called Black Tom because there was a black dude who used to fish on there in the late 1800s, and he called himself Black Tom. They called it Black Tom Island. Decided it would be a great shipping place for warehouses and such. So they built a land bridge to it with a railroad on it, and... Look, it's not just the German diplomat who was a bit of a bonehead. Apparently, we were a bit boneheaded, too. We started stocking up munitions and such there. Well, it was just way too central, and there was way too much of it. You're asking for trouble. Not only did they pile up all this TNT and munitions there, they didn't even guard it very well. They say there were about six or seven guards on the entire island. Now, some of the guards, to their credit, once this whole thing began, stayed, tried to put things down. Some of the guards took off, and they were, of course, questioned. But let me just take a quick side note and explain something to you. Do you think it's an accident? that people are able to get so much contraband into prison. Do you think all that comes from the girlfriend 
who hides a kilo of cocaine in her ear canal. I'm not trying to indict anybody's profession. I certainly am not. It is human nature. If you make $15 an hour and somebody shows up at your doorstep and asks you not to murder somebody, but to simply take a cell phone to somebody inside of prison for $10,000, maybe you say no, but brother, it ain't going to take you long to find somebody who says yes. And when it comes to a security guard working on an island, how much money do you think those gentlemen were making? A German spy with a massive budget, how high do you think he'd have to bid to get somebody to look the other way? Maybe flat out help out? Not indicting anybody, I'm just saying that's how life works, people. That's how life works. The Germans, three of them by all accounts, we don't know. So much of this story is fuzzy, we don't know. They got onto the island. They planted something, a bomb, a flame, whatever it was, on a ship there that had one 100,000 pounds of dynamite on it. There's no way I can properly describe to you how much explosive that is. There's just no way. I can't put it into words you will understand, but I think think you'll get it a little more when I describe what happens next. Germans slip off the island. A little after midnight, they say it was around 2 a.m., Kaboom. And when I say kaboom, I don't mean you heard a little a little explosion out in the harbor. Honey, let's go see what's going on. I mean they heard and felt the explosion in Philadelphia, 90 miles away. It was equal to a 5.1 earthquake on the Richter scale in New York in New York City. It shattered almost every window, threw people out of their beds, almost all of them. It actually killed a baby in Jersey City by launching it out of its bed. This ship blew up, and the problem is when you have an explosion, I know this is going to be a no-brainer for you military types, but let me break it down for people who are not. The explosion itself is not always what kills you. That just creates a concussion, which, yes, can kill you. It can snap limbs. It can mess up your head. It is the shrapnel around an explosion that kills you. If I were to set a a decent-sized little firecracker here in the middle of the room and I'd make a little explosive out of it and I set it off with Chris and I here, it would be loud and our ears would be ringing and... Maybe you'd kind of lose your breath for a second, but it would be no big deal. If I packed a bunch of nails around the exact same explosion, you would have somebody else behind this microphone tomorrow because we would be dead. Well, what do you think 100,000 pounds of explosions uh, of explosives do on a ship? There was shrapnel flying everywhere. A miracle from God is only 10 people died in this. The property damage was endless. Oh, and did I mention? Have you been to the Statue of Liberty? Maybe you have. Maybe you're planning on going. 
Do you know why you can't go into the torch of the Statue of Liberty? Oh, you used to be able to go. It's because of the Black Tom Island explosion. The Statue of Liberty was damaged, $100,000 worth of damage, including the torch in the Black Tom explosion. New York City, one of the largest explosions ever in the history of the United States of America to take place on American soil and people don't even know about it. It wasn't too long after this, we had that famous telegram and we were in World War I. Those of you who don't know about the telegram, I'll elaborate on another day. Let's just say the German ambassador, I'm not making this up, this is not something from the movies, sent a telegram to Mexico to try to get Mexico to invade Texas to take some pressure off of Germany. Britain was tapping our lines, which they shouldn't have been doing, grabbed the code, told us what Germany was doing. Germany and all their geniusness, I don't know if that's a word, actually admitted to it. And now you're in World War I. You see... There's a slow build to things. When you ask somebody on the street, anybody with any knowledge of of history, you know, a basic knowledge that you and I have, we're not geniuses here. Ask somebody what caused World War I. And to a man, unless they are extremely well-read on the subject, will say the sinking of the Lusitania. No. When it comes to major things, things that happen in a nation, we like to simplify it of one thing. It was one thing. It's not true. It was always a slow build. I've had people fill my inbox the past couple days. Shoot, the past few weeks. Jesse, why are Americans agreeing with this? I can't believe Americans are agreeing with this. How could this is America? How are they agreeing with this? Are they just that scared? Uh, That's part of it. It takes years of deprogramming Americans to get them to walk away from freedom and get Americans, including most of the right, to just lay down their liberties when a virus breaks out. That doesn't just happen. It takes years. You don't get into World War I off the sinking of a ship. It takes the sinking of a ship and then the bombing of the Senate and then a finding of a briefcase and then blowing up a bill a, a barge in New York City and then a tele it just takes time. Protect my car. Remember that name because you need to see basically right now if you qualify. If and only if, if you have a 1999 car, truck, or SUV or higher, you need to see if you qualify for Protect My Car. What Protect My Car is, is it's freedom from an unexpected car bill. And don't those hurt the worst? Engine trouble, transmission trouble, roadside assistance, towing, car rental. 
Is it that the worst part of having to bring in your car? Oh, you need to rent a car? Sorry about that. That'll be 80 bucks a day. Find out about Protect My Car. Find out if you qualify. Dial star star 1244. That's star star 1244, and they will let you know. And if you do qualify, congratulations to you because that is <laughs> that kind of financial freedom of having to not worry about that anymore, you can't buy it. Star Star 1244, protect my car. Jesse Kelly. It takes time, man. You don't get here in a day. And we won't get out of it in a day. And I actually had somebody call during the break and say, uh, yeah, not everything takes time. What about World War II? Pearl Harbor? That's a brief side note here. In case you can't tell, everything leads into something else. You think FDR really didn't want to get into World War II? Come on. Do you think Pearl Harbor was the first hostility between us and Japan? Um, we were at each other's throats. They were in China. We wanted them out of China. They wouldn't get out of China. So we cut off Japan's oil supply. Thus, crippling their economy, crippling their navy, so they had to go find more. Pearl Harbor was the end of those bubbling hostilities. That was just the end of it. Everything is a slow burn, man. But there is good news. There is great news. There are people out there who have had enough. And what's so funny about this is It's never the people you expect, right? I I will tell you, this entire thing has been so revealing to me, especially for people on my own side. I expect leftists to be detestable. I expect them to try to use this to gain power. The leftism is just a religion of domination. It is. I know know that. I know that. They were, shoot, some people like that idiot Clyburn out of South Carolina, he, he made the mistake of flat out saying it early on. Oh, this is going to work out good for us and the things we want. I mean, <laughs> some of them are too dumb to even hide it. I get that. But it's been so revealing to me for the people on the right, politicians and pundits alike, who during good times, when it, things don't really matter, oh, they're all about freedom, baby, liberty. Small businesses. And then the second things get bad and everybody's panicking. And the second you got to get yelled at by the public a little bit. Your colleagues start chirping at you. Someone's accusing you of wanting grandma to die. They run home and hide under their bed and suck on their thumb. But it's also been revealing that there are some people... People I never expected who are just flat out down for the struggle, boy... They just are. 
There are some people, and and not just pundits or, or politicians, average everyday citizens. That dude who owned that tattoo parlor in North Carolina, they, of course, had to lead him away. They marched him away in handcuffs. Good for him. He's like, I got kids to feed. This Shelly Luther, this Dallas salon owner, have you seen this woman? She got famous a couple weeks ago by saying, uh, I'm opening. I'm opening. And, of course, because we live in apparently China now, they have fined her, threatened her with all kinds of things. She had a Zoom, because everything has to be done online now. She had a Zoom hearing yesterday with the judge. The judge starts off, and this is what the judge tells her. That you now see the error of your ways and understand that the society cannot function where one's own belief in a concept of liberty permits you to flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. That you owe an apology to the elected officials whom you disrespect, disrespected, but flagrantly ignored. Stop. One second. You see what I'm talking about? I'm going to play you the rest of his comments. Don't worry. I'm going to play you her comments. Do you see how they talk about themselves? Play that again, Chris, from the beginning. Play that again, and I want you to stop it again after he says this. Listen to how he views politicians in the United States of America. That you now see the error of your ways and understand that the society cannot function where one's own belief in a concept of liberty permits you to flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. Stop. That you owe an apology. Flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. One, we are a nation of laws. Laws. We are a nation of God-given rights. Do you know why they said God-given rights? I realize some of you are atheists. They said God-given rights because they really, really wanted to drive the point home. The government does not have the authority to take those rights from you, period. And flaunt your disdain for duly elected officials? The United States of America was founded on flaunting our disdain for duly elected officials. These are not gods. They're not kings. They're not lords. Not here. Here, that's what you do is flaunt your disdain for duly elected officials. Screw you. That's what you say to a duly elected official who tells you not to feed your family. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. 
you need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.